0: Today, we are covering Misery, the 1990 classic that was originally written by Stephen King. I mean, who who hasn't heard of this movie? Though no judgment if you haven't. But before we go into the review, let's (laughs) grab our cups and talk about tea. So, we're getting a bit festive. Well, I'm getting festive today. And I'm drinking the Republic of Tea peppermint bark. It's got peppermint, green Ruibose, cocoa extract, vanilla flavor, blackberry leaves, and monk fruit. And you will definitely be hearing a lot about Republic of Tea. Because I had some reward points and they were having a really good Black Friday sale. So I'm sorry, guys. You're going to be hearing that name a lot. She went nuts. It's not sponsored. I just... She's insane. Yes, I'm just (laughs) insane.
1: What about you, Jess? Are you insane? (laughs) Well, I broke into your stash. (laughs) So I also forgot the canister.
0: This is fine. I'm done with today. I
1: I know it's the peach Bellini from Republic of Tea. It's got a little bit of a spice to it, too. I really like it.
0: This is tasty. (laughs) And with the monk fruit, I was wondering if it would make it sweet. And it does. Yes, monk fruit is a natural sweetener. Like, it's not... It doesn't taste like sweet tea. It's just enough sweetness. Mm.
1: Yeah, you have to actually be really careful with monk fruit. Because just a little bit, there's a very fine line between just enough and oh, dear God, why?
0: But for our tea suppers out there brew yourself a cup of tea sit back relax and we hope you enjoy the review so for the summary i'll just keep this brief for anyone who's not completely familiar or need a refresher it's about this author who gets in a car accident due to a snowstorm and the person that came to his rescue just so happened to be his number one fan And at first, it seems like uh, she's a nurse. She's taking care of him. She makes it sound like it's a winter storm that's preventing him from being able to go to a hospital. But pretty soon, he finds out that she's just sabotaging it to where she's not allowing him to leave. And chaos ensues, as they say. (laughs) Yes. So for entertainment, honestly... At first, at first, let me walk you through my logic. I I will be brief. At first, I was going to rate this a 7.5 because it's not my go-to movie. But comparing it to the other movies I've rated a 7.5, I was like, "Mm, it deserves something more than that. So I am actually going to bump it up to an 8. And it's an 8. To me, because even though it's not a go to movie for me, it's one that I watch over and over again. I've watched it quite a few times. And it's like, it doesn't matter how many times I watch it. The tense moments remain to get me and keep me entertained and engaged and stuff like that. So, like, I love the, the progression of Annie's uh, madness. She seems suspicious at first, but it's very hard to gauge, like, what exactly is going on. But it's like, at first you're like, oh, she's suspicious, but she really does seem to have innocent intentions. But then it turns, like, darker and darker. Oof. And then, so there's a part... Closer to the beginning of the movie where Annie Wilkes says, if I die, you die. And I feel like this was a very intentional sentence. It's like, yes, it was a threat in the movie. But I think it's also representative of if an author or an influencer or a YouTuber or any or a musician if they don't have fans, if their fans, quote-unquote, die or stop listening to them, then they die. Like, they do not have a career. Their career dies. Any, yeah, their they don't literally die, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> I think in most instances they don't. But their career dies. They are no longer...
1: Relevant.
0: Yes. So, it's like, even though it, it might have been a little bit nitpicky for me, I feel like... I don't know Stephen King he very much wrote the story with intention this is actually I forgot I think he actually had met a fan that kind of wigged him out and it kind of inspired the story don't quote me on that but if I remember right I think that's what happened and so and Stephen King he tends to be pretty intentional so I don't think that that line was just thrown out there I love the little hints that they give about her madness on, like, she starts nice, but then she, like, has her bursts of anger, and then the bursts of anger keep becoming more and more frequent, or, like, with her drugging him, uh, she makes the comment, oh, your your pain keeps coming back like clockwork, and then he later finds out what she was actually doing, so I thought that was cool, and then also, I really like how it's like even though paul isn't necessarily a super likable character you can really uh, empathize with what he's going through and the fear that he must be feeling for his his life and he doesn't know whether or not he's going to see his daughter again he doesn't know what's going to happen and so i think they do a really good job by like Working working it up, making it appear that he will be successful and then bringing him down. Like the particular scene I'm thinking of when he attempts to drug Annie, but then she spills the glass and then nothing comes of it. So one connection I made that I thought was interesting is with the movie, it has a lot of slow moments and then a lot more faster paced moments, a lot more intense moments. And it's not like a, a normal movie, Where it slowly, slowly builds up and then you have the climax and then it slowly goes back down. It seems to be calm. But with this movie, it's like calm, tense, tense, back down, calm, tense. But this movie really... I feel like this movie in a lot of ways, like the build up and the calmness, like the back and forth very much helps impersonate as well as imitate Annie's personality disorder or mood disorder, her mood swings. And like, okay, so like the little hints that she would talk about, like saying that his pain came in like clockwork. Another thing, a, another little hint that was kind of cool was like at the trial on the witness stand, and that was when you later find out that she was a murderer. Overall, this is a very solid movie. Um, It's well-paced, great tension. It's got a satisfying resolve with still that horror movie kind of like at the end, but it's like, it's, it's very satisfying. I'm not left wanting for anything more. And I will say I totally shipped the sheriff and his wife. (laughs) 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 There's that spice again. Yeah, there's that spice again. Uh, It's
1: sarcasm that just adds a little bit of spice to the relationship. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like, the. I guess the only weak point is really the sheriff and the wife, I consider the only extremely likable characters, while everyone else, I didn't like hate them or love them. They're just kind of like, eh. But really, that's the only weakest part of the movie. But I mean, as far I haven't read the book, I actually attempted to try and find the audiobook before we did the review because I did want to really comment on it. Unfortunately, I didn't want to pay $23 to do that. So I can't speak on adaptation-wise, but... The fact that it's like, typically, if it's a movie or a book adaptation, you can, it feels like an adaptation. But this, I mean, the pacing as well, it's such a simple story. I feel like they put it together. Stephen King actually does like this adaptation, which is pretty cool. That's all I got.
1: I give this movie, it's really hard for me to rate this movie, honestly. I really do enjoy this movie. But like Alyssa said, it's not the first one I'd go to. But I definitely wouldn't say no if someone suggested it. I do really enjoy watching it. There's a lot of depth to this movie and there's a lot to pick apart in it and, and to digest in it. So it's it's a really good story and it's very believable. A lot of it is like the, the realism scale is going to be a little difficult too, because for the most part, like you could easily see this happening. Like it wouldn't be a stretch if you saw it in a headline or something. You'd be like, all right. Yeah, that's that checks out. And stuff like that. Well,
0: not exactly the situation, but there's similar stuff that have happened. And that's why Mm -hmm. it's scary to be someone who is well known is because there is that that makes that potential greater.
1: Yes. So it's. It's a very interesting story, and because it's so realistic, it really puts you into the story, and there's very few things that'll that'll bring you out of that mindset. So it, it definitely holds your attention, and there are certain things that you do have to pay attention to. Um, I wish I had a bit more time with this movie, um, just so I could pause it in certain places and... And pick it apart a bit more, like when they're showing the news articles. I wanted to be able to pause it so I could read more of the articles and really get a, an in-depth look at what he was seeing just at a glance. But I didn't have time this time, unfortunately. I had to do it in between um, doing other tasks, so I couldn't...
0: <laughs> me too. <laughs> yeah.
1: I couldn't give it the time that it really deserved... That being said, um, this was not my first watch. I just wish I had more time to give it. Um, I do give it a 7.5.
0: Oh, see, we were pretty
1: close. I wish I could give it a little bit higher, but it is definitely dated. And there were just some things that, in the realism, that I just can't bring myself to really give it higher. There are just certain things that... Enough of it is like that doesn't that that's not how that do <laughs> that just takes me out of it enough to to lower the score just a little bit. But it is a really good movie. It's really easy to empathize with um, a couple of the characters, if not all of them. The uh, crazy pants stalker was difficult to relate to, <laughs> but even even with her, there were certain things that as a bookworm, I can relate to. Like, her reading 300 pages in a matter of, like, two days or so. Now, it could have taken more time in the story. It was just, it seemed like only a couple of days in the movie. So, that was pretty relatable. That's usually, like, a day. Maybe two. Depending on the book. For me, often. But and being angry with the author when one of her favorite characters in her favorite series is killed off i feel like everyone has had that moment she took it to the extreme for sure but i feel like everyone has had that kind of moment even if it's not in a book it's in like a tv show or a movie or something like that you're you're honestly like offended <laughs> and mad at whoever had a hand in making it <laughs> so i get it <laughs> bit extreme but I get it (laughs) so it it has a lot of relatable moments and I really appreciate that but we'll definitely dive more in depth in the uh the realism scale if you'd like to start off with that
0: yes I am actually extremely curious because I actually kind of nitpicked on the realism scale so I'll be really interested if your points are similar to mine or if they're just completely different so for the oops, use this us, shuffling. So for the realism, I gave it a four. Keep in mind these are nitpicks. There, there was nothing really in there that was just like, oh, that's totally unrealistic. Except for the very beginning. So whenever, so this is a man that is has been traveling to the same lodge for years. I mean, he's been an author for. I mean, it was a. He's been an author for I think
1: at least 10 years. At least. Yeah, it was a while. Um it said that I don't think they put a time frame, but the editor did mention that his series, the misery series, put his daughter got her through braces which is usually around the early teen teenagers. Yeah. yeah. Uh around early to mid teens depending on, you know, things. And um, it put her through college as well. Okay. So at least 10 years. Yeah.
0: Um, But the fact that he had traveled to that lodge so many times, it seemed very suspicious that he did not know how to drive through snow. Because... And it, you can hear and see what's going on with his driving. He has the gas on, and, like, you can hear the car revving, and then he slams on the brakes, and that's ultimately is what causes him to go over off the
1: road. You are freaking me out with that cup there. I mean, that's barely... I know, but you, like, take your hand off it, and then you move around. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Calm down.
0: Okay. This is a big mug. Okay. Um... But the I just found find it very suspicious that he did not know how to drive in the snow when he had been going to that lodge for so long. Um quit looking, don't look at the don't fine, look at the mug. Fine. Okay. Next point. Okay. <laughs> Um, uh, and so whenever Annie mentions that he has a compound fracture, at first I was skeptical and I was like, how can you tell it's a fracture versus a break or whatever? But I ended up looking at a compound fracture, which is what she says that he has. And it actually is one of the few bone breaks that you can immediately tell that someone has because it's the bone sticking through the skin. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, okay. that That's definitely believable. Um, it is a little... It's kind of on the thin line of realism and fiction that the townspeople are smarter than the police when the police are like, oh, he got out of his car and he must have wandered off. But then, like, the the sheriff just takes a little peek at the door and it's like, no, someone pried this open. It's like, I know there have been historical cases where the people, sorry, excuse me, <laughs> have made a conclusion that was more correct than what the detectives or whatever thought. But I, yeah, so that one's kind of in the air. I kind of leaning that the police should have been a little bit more smart than that. Um, boop, boop, boop. I was looking if there's any information or more solid information on what sort of disorder Annie Wilkes had and heard a lot of different possibilities. Some people said she probably had bipolar disorder, Another person said that they had a uh, borderline personality disorder. Another person even said that she had delusional disorder with a narcissistic personality. So it's, c- see that one. <laughs> it's kind of difficult to pin her down. The, the bipolar, uh, the borderline personality, I can see a little bit more than the bipolar, but um, I don't know. It's kind of a, a mixed bag. Yeah. She kind of shows multiple traits uh, for a lot of these different personalities. So she's more than likely a mixture of different things. Um, Either way, she needed help. (laughs) Just a bit. Uh, So now we're going to get into kind of the super nitpicky part. So in the end, when she initially gets knocked out, it's because she falls and hits the side of her head against the typewriter. He thinks that she's dead and then she jumps on top of him and then he actually kills her which is hitting her with something heavy directly to the forehead. And I looked up these injuries. I actually looked up the best place to get hit in the head and the worst place to get hit in the head. And funny enough, the forehead inside of the head came up which is the same areas that she got hit so what the conclusion or what the what our anatomy is like is it's actually best to get hit in the forehead it's the most survivable head injury because i mean it's the thickest layer there's not a lot of arteries in that area it, it's just the safest place to get hit hit in the head if we're gonna get hit in the head but the most dangerous area to get hit in the head is the side because the they're temples, yeah. Because um, not only is there like the pressure point and the bone is maybe a little bit thinner, but there's also arteries in that area. So if you get hit there, and nerves. You will likely get a brain mm-hmm. bleed. Um, so the so her gang- hitting her head against the typewriter actually really more than likely should have killed her versus her pulling that bullcrap of like being knocked out and then the, like the forehead thing. Maybe if it was big enough and as was a powerful enough of a hit, it could have, despite it being hit on her forehead. But it's more likely that the typewriter one would have been the final blow.
1: So I think that it just helped along. I think the, the temple hit wasn't quite hard enough for the full effect to happen. It might have been a bit of a slower burn. And the hit to the forehead helped accelerate it. Because it was a very heavy object. That's fair. And he was, you know, full adrenaline fighting for his life. So that's how I took it. Mm-hmm. But I was initially thinking as well that, okay, hit to the temple with gravity on a I mean, typewriter.
0: Yeah, typewriters are heavy and sharp. Yes. They are sharp. Yes. Like something I could imagine it being possible that something like punctured mm-hmm. into her.
1: And some people... I have heard of um, they've been hit to the temple. It wasn't enough to like kill them, but they did lose their vision. Oof! So that is a possibility as well.
0: So it's like, it's possible that, okay, let's, let's just say in the realm of possibility that she didn't get killed. Well, she, whenever she woke up, then she might have like lost her vision or something. So the fact that she knew exactly where, I don't know. I've, yeah, I feel it's, like it's, I mean, it's, it's a possibility
1: debatable that she lost her vision. I highly doubt it given what happened after But it would have been a possibility.
0: Yeah. It's like, it's hard to speculate because it's like, we have to be like, well, how heavy was the typewriter? How heavy is she? It's like, there's a lot of math. Yes. And a lot of like.
1: There's a lot of math. And if she had hit it just outside of that area, which it's kind of hard to tell with her hair too. Fair. So it is possible. It is unlikely. And it probably would have taken her a bit longer to wake up from it. But she had a bunch of adrenaline running through her as well. So, again, possible. Still kind of eh. <laughs> yeah. Possible, but mm. <laughs> it, debatable. It's it a very, very slight pass, I feel like. Yeah. Like, grudging slight pass from me. So, Do you have any other points, though?
0: Nope. Okay. What's your rating? Okay, I'm curious.
1: Fine. Let me pull mine back up. I did actually give it a four as well. Ooh, twinsies. Yes. <laughs> I am very proud of you. Yay. <laughs> but a lot of my issues have to do with the story itself and how it happened. They did mention that it wasn't exactly an accident that she was the one that found him because she admitted to stalking him, basically, at the lodge. Like, she would stare. She would stay outside and stare at his window yeah for hours and then she basically followed him back so it's it's not it wasn't surprising that it was her that did it what is surprising is that she got down the hill just fine in rough terrain in a snowstorm like a blizzard pried open the door dragged him out a full-grown man and then fireman carried him back up the rough terrain on her own. That's very true. She, I mean she works on a farm so she could potentially be strong enough to do that and she was a nurse before and nurses do have to be relatively strong. They're fighting unruly patients and uncooperative people or lifting children.
0: Like and she was in prison. So. Yeah,
1: and she was in prison too. So, I mean, <laughs> that's a whole other thing there. But it just seemed unlikely. And she seemed to know exactly where to walk. Again, in a blizzard where there's very low visibility. Straight back to her vehicle with the guy. That just seemed a little odd. I do also find it a little odd that he kept using his accelerator instead of coasting. Because you're not supposed to, like, full-on hitch a break, either. Yeah. But we know that, and we're from Texas. (laughs) But it was just a little odd. But, again, movie's got a movie, so it happens. He wasn't expecting the blizzard. They did mention that. Yeah. So he might have had limited experience with really bad snowstorms. And knew how to drive, for the most part, on regular snow, but not so much in a bad snowstorm. So, it's kind of a... "Mm," Moment again. (laughs) But that part mm, was not quite as bad as some of the other things. Um, I can easily see an author getting really tired of writing in the same series and thus killing the main character just so they don't have to deal with it anymore. (laughs) That was very easily believable. (laughs) I get that. (laughs) That was fine. I forgot to mention, when she got him out of the vehicle, when she started CPR, especially the chest compressions, those compressions were way too fast. And as a nurse, she should have known that. I know it's been a few years.
0: And she killed some patients. <laughs> yes.
1: That might have been why. <laughs> but those chest compressions were way too fast for that. Um, I know nowadays they also don't generally do mouth to mouth. They just focus on chest compressions.
0: Yeah. They don't even say do. Yeah.
1: They they say that it hurts more than helps. <laughs> so. Um, they well, do yeah, take airways.
0: Yeah, because doesn't it, like, take up precious time yes. to, like, yeah.
1: When you should just be focusing solely on chest compressions. If you have another person there, they might be able to help do that, but they usually prefer the the tool, the squeezy yeah. bottle tool. Yeah. I do not know the technical term, guys. The squeezy bottle. It is the, now the squeezy bottle tool. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> so they will use that, but they generally just focus on chest compressions from what I understand. So, but hers were way too fast, and it didn't make sense. And as better, she to, should have known that. Yeah,
0: she's supposed to do it in uh, to staying alive. Yep.
1: Funny enough. Yes. Yep. Ah, 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 ah. Anyway, uh, demonetized. Yep. <laughs> demonetized. <laughs> as if we were monetized anyway. Yeah. weird So um, I don't understand why he didn't question her more throughout this whole thing, before he realized she was psycho, um, about, you know, the blizzard is broken, the the snowstorm is gone, so why haven't you dialed 911? Why haven't you taken me to the hospital? She keeps saying the road is closed, and we'll wait until the road is open, but that doesn't make that much sense. Even in a really rural area, there's... She got him there in a snowstorm. She can get him somewhere else. Especially with, like, a compound fracture, what if there's other complications? Internal bleeding, infection, sepsis. There's so many things that could go wrong that it just doesn't make sense that she wouldn't take him somewhere else. Even if she's, like, super into him. It just... She would run the risk of him dying on her. I also don't understand how she kept getting the different medicines and things. Because she was a nurse, yes, but then she went to prison. And she would, after that kind of instance happening, those circumstances, there's no way... Even a doctor's office would want to hire her after that. So how did she have access to the different medications and things that she kept giving him?
0: I very much suspect that she is probably stealing it. Like, especially like the pills that she was giving him, like they didn't have any packaging around them. So that makes me think that yeah, maybe she did... like took them out.
1: Yeah, but where did she get them?
0: I mean, she could have stolen them from a hospital.
1: Where? Well, the the hospital that's in the town. Yeah, those are usually heavily guarded. Like, the materials and everything for the medicines are usually heavily guarded. Especially, like, the opiates and narcotics and things. Well,
0: (laughs) to be fair... And she had syringes. This happened, though, in the late 80s, early 90s. It's not... The opioid crisis wasn't...
1: Yeah, but still, it just didn't really make sense. Especially since she seemed to only really go to the town for other supplies, like food or paper. Otherwise, she was just on the farm.
0: Yeah, I wonder what she did for income. Like, how, how could she farm. have... But she didn't... I don't know. It It wasn't, like, 100% clear. It
1: really wasn't. But my guess would be farm. Because
0: it's like, you can be on a farm, but it's actually very expensive being a farmer, so it's like, you you really have to... Be doing a lot of stuff to be able to sustain yourself as a farmer.
1: Yes. So it's it's not an easy life. Shout out to all the farmers. (laughs) It's not an easy life. And we appreciate it. I do also wonder why the bacon seed was allowed in the room of someone recovering from serious injuries like compound fractures. Did you just call it bacon seed? Yes, I did.
0: (sighs) Ugh. The pig's called Misery.
1: It's a bacon seed. Moving on. <laughs> but you wouldn't want anything to really bring anything to contaminate that room while they're recovering and there's risk of infection. Like, as much as I love dogs, they, they really shouldn't be allowed in there either unless you have access to antibiotics, which, to our knowledge, she wasn't giving him at all. <laughs> So it's really, really freaking lucky that he never got an infection.
0: Yeah, it's a miracle he didn't, like, and his legs looked awful. They're so swollen and discolored.
1: But those injuries are serious. So it makes sense that I was a little surprised there wasn't more discoloration, honestly. But whatever, it's fine. This is fine. What is not fine is him picking the lock with the bobby pin after never doing it before <laughs> in the span of seconds. And then locking it back. No. You know how hard it is to try to pick a lock with a stupid bobby pin?
0: But to be fair, those locks are a lot easier to pick than yes. our current day ones.
1: But he had never done it before. He said he'd written about it before. But he had never actually done it before. And bobby pins are usually fairly fragile. They would likely break. I don't know. A few times.
0: I've had some pretty strong bobby pins.
1: Maybe. But...
0: (laughs) He got those five cent
1: bobby pins, not the one cent. (laughs) Yeah. Even, Even if he was lucky enough for it not to break immediately upon attempting this... He would not have gotten it in that short amount of time, on a first try. And even if he was that freaking lucky, there's no way he would have locked it back in that amount of time either. No. You know how astronomical those odds would have had to be for that to work? I'm calling bull. Bull on this whole thing. (laughs) Bull on you, bull on the bacon seed. Pull on the lock. (laughs) No. It is a nice move, though, um, when he was trying to stow the pills. And he did try to grab a knife for added protection. Now, of course, best laid plans went to hell. But (laughs) he did try. And he was trying everything he could think of to get out of that situation. And he did make some pretty decent calls. So I did appreciate that. And most of it was... Really sound logic. He was playing the long game there with those pills. Yeah. <laughs> but it almost paid off. <laughs> it didn't quite pay off, but it almost paid off. I also don't understand them making a statement, the The police making a statement about the car when they found it, and he's presumed dead and all, before they have a chance to actually examine the wreckage and everything. They were just lifting it out of that area when he was making a press statement. That doesn't make that much sense, even for the time period. Yeah. And even the sheriff was like, there are marks here. As soon as they set it down, basically, he's like, hmm, there are marks here. He couldn't have made these on his own. Someone else was here. (laughs) Yeah. So I feel like we were shorted, a little bit on the scene of that guy getting his butt handed to him (laughs) career-wise and (laughs) making a statement way prematurely and basically putting a a huge monkey wrench in the investigation. I
0: wonder after, like, Paul was found alive if he got fired.
1: Um, Possibly. And the other sheriff that he was the only one, he didn't call for backup, which didn't make sense to me at all. He went there on a hunch... And he was invited in, which was good. And he did verify that it was okay that he take a look around, which was also good. So if he had found anything and made it out alive, it wouldn't have been, like, inadmissible in court. Like, she expressly gave permission to look around. So that that was good. What didn't make sense afterward, though, was when she shot him in the back. And he fell onto the stairs, not even fully down the stairs, just on the stairs. And then made Paul basically climb up, like, pull himself up and around the dead body himself. This whole time, she's made it a point of, I am the caregiver. I am the one to move you around, whether you like it or not, whether it's painful or not. So, for her to leave him down in the basement, just... Didn't make that much sense, especially when he would have had to have crawled around the dead and bleeding body. I also feel shorted that they didn't give us a scene of, like, the deputy, the wife, finding out about the sheriff. Uh, I really like their relationship.
0: That would have been sad.
1: Yeah. But again, he didn't call for backup, so I feel like if he had, it would have been a very different ending. There would have been an epic catfight. Epic catfight. So I feel a little cheated there, but... That's neither here nor there. But yeah. The trauma at the end, the PTSD, would be a hundred percent accurate. I could easily yep. see that. So yep. that was pretty good there. So it was it was mostly the the issue with her being a nurse and one not still being locked up for all of that, and two having access to all these things. Yeah. So it just didn't make sense. Not really. So that that was all I had though. Otherwise really, really good movie.
0: Yeah, definitely. Like if anyone out there hasn't seen the movie yet, I think it's worth the watch definitely though. definitely worth it. It's got some some icky oh, yes. s- scenes. They so just be shy away from warned of that. The hobbling yeah. scene? Ooh. <laughs> Oh, I hate that scene. Oh. His foot
1: moved to the weird Stop. angle. <laughs> don't shy away from it. Though I am surprised there wasn't blood. She hit him with a freaking sledgehammer. I meant to mention that earlier. She did hit him with a sledgehammer right to the ankles. But there was no blood. It just moved to the side in a very Ooh. odd angle. <laughs> and... Uh, which, yeah, I guess would happen, but again, I feel like there'd be more blood and hell a lot of bruising. Yep. Those ankles would have been dust. But anyways,
0: <laughs> thank you for joining us today, and please comment on what you guys thought of the movie. Um, if you'd like to recommend a movie and keep up to date with our content... Uh, You can find us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and most places you listen to podcasts.
1: If you'd like to support the podcast, please subscribe, like, and share our content. We also have a teespring if you would like to support us monetarily. You can find the sites mentioned linked below along with our tees.
0: Our tees and where you can watch
1: the movie. Linked below as well. And until next time, guys, stay safe and stay spooky. Bye. Bye!